Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Greetings, everybody. Welcome in to the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. How the hell are you guys doing out there? Wherever you guys are at, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And downloading this episode as well as subscribing to what we are doing over here. So thank you guys for listening. If you guys want to go shopping, Rocky Mountain is the one and only trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's easy to see why you should be going over to KieferIncTesting.com. Click in that RMATVMC banner. It's the only banner on my website. There's no pop-up ads, no banner ads, no nothing. Just that Rocky Mountain banner. Click on that, and that'll take you over there, and you can continue to do your shopping just like normal. And what that does, it lets those guys know that you listen to the show, you like the show, and you're purchasing from them, and that helps us out huge. Gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing. So thank you for guys for doing that. It helps us out, keeps us up and moving, and uh, actually lets them know that you like this damn show. So thank you guys very much. You guys want to save some money on some kick-ass gear? Go to fxrracing.com. Use the code KKMX35. Save yourself 35% off gear, helmets, uh, protective items that FXR sells for the motocross off-road world. And if you are a lady... That's right. We love the ladies over here. If you are a lady that likes to ride and moto down, I have a special lady code for you. So just simply email me, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and I will get you that code. And uh, you can continue to uh, go down the track or trail in a better-looking manner. That's right, because what lady doesn't like to look good when they ride? Uh, Race Tech, you guys want to go to a seminar. They have special suspension seminars that are going on right now in Corona, California. You can check those out. And if you want to get some excellent suspension settings or make your engine a little bit faster, Race Tech does all of that and more. You can go visit them at racetech.com or email me and I will get you a discount code on your next suspension service or maybe uh, gold valves. That's right. Paul Thede, OG of Gold Valves. Racetech has been around for a very, very long time and they have great settings. So use, take advantage of me and use the code to get yourself set up on a different suspension setting that will get you down those bumps in a more comfortable manner. Thank you to all my 2022 sponsors. Power Motorsports, your, you need a Kawasaki, Yamaha, or KTM? You can email me, and I will get you in contact with the guys over there and get you the best price. They have Kiefer Inc. tested listener prices. Uh, Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D Helmets, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants. You know, change your oil every two to three hours in your engine, especially four strokes, man. Uh, Two engine hours is about the max that I can go. So uh, do yourself a favor. Use the code Kiefer if you're over on uh, blood racing's website that'll save you 25 percent off a case of oil so that's a very good deal decal works make your bike look better with some shroud graphics lit pro 
If you uh, want a dick measure with your friends, Lip Pro's the way to do it. Trust me, I do that with my kid all the time. It's very fun, and they got a new unit out, so go check them out at LipProLive.com. Fastco, better, vib- well, I should say better vibration, eliminates vibration with their Flex Bar. You can check those out. And, of course, Old Timers Association Racing. If you guys want to go visit them, oldtimers.com. Uh, they got some of their 2023 schedule out. Longer motos for us old guys. And I'm going to be doing a podcast about uh, basically vet racing and how to stay motivated um, when you're an older guy. Stay motivated and training. So not to say that I'm a specimen, but I do do a lot of training and uh, try to keep myself from burning out. So we're going to do a show about old dudes and how to stay motivated. So check that out here soon. And uh, thank you guys for joining me. Sorry I've been gone for a little over a week. I had some business to take care of, some testing. So uh, I'm back now in the Dez, and we're here again to talk about some gas gas. That's right. So good, you got to say it twice. (laughs) Gas gas MC 450. The last show was about the 350. Um, On this show, we're going to talk about the 450 uh, settings, some baseline settings, some mods that you can do, and where or why you should choose the red steel frame bike over the orange and the white versions so where does the gas gas lie in the whole realm of these three different models and they're not that much different right so the gas gas uses a husqvarna swing arm a ktm uh, subframe and it has bits and pieces that uh, do not show up versus the ktm or husqvarna it does not come with a handlebar mounted map switch Uh, they have uh non-billet aluminum clamps. It's more of a cast type clamp. Looks, I'm going to say it, looks a little bit cheaper than the billet, obviously. And uh, different bars and Maxxis tires. So they do come in at a price point that is cheaper than the KTM and Husqvarna models. And if you guys don't know what the marketing scheme is over there, basically what they're doing is the Gas Gas is the fun brand. The KTM is the race-ready brand, and the Husqvarna is the boutique brand. So that is how they're marketing these three different types of motorcycles to us, the consumer. So for me, if I'm looking to get the most bang for my money, if I'm the type of guy that doesn't have a lot of money but I'm looking to get a new bike and I want a steel frame motorcycle, I'm going the gas-gas direction. Why? Because it has everything that I need. Am I going to use the map switch? Probably not. Uh, I feel like... What happens with Gas Gas, they use, they utilize MAP-1. So if you're a KTM or Husqvarna owner, MAP-1 is basically what comes stock on the Gas Gas. There is no MAP-2 option. However, you are able to purchase the handlebar-mounted MAP switch and install it into your Gas Gas because the ECU is capable of doing that. So you can purchase that separately and still do that. Um, So that is an option. For me, um, average guy that wants to save some money, the performance of the gas gas engine wise is nearly as good as the KTM and Husqvarna. It feels an in between between the KTM and Husqvarna. What I mean by that is the Husqvarna just simply has a little bit less RPM response down low, and the KTM has a little bit more. So I feel a gas gas lies in between that, um, if you can imagine that. So seriously, like I can feel the difference between a Husqvarna gas gas and the KTM just how I accelerate out of the corner. The KTM has more response. 
And, and I'm going to talk about the 22 version KTM and Husqvarna because basically this is what the gas gas is. It's off of the 22 platform. It's not the 23 new chassis. It's the older chassis. We'll talk about where that chassis is best as well in the show. But for me, out of corner, uh, the KTM still has the most. The gas gas is around second, and the Husqvarna is around third. So I think the gas gas does a lot of things well for a lower price point and you're going to be spending about a thousand dollars less than you would on the orange or white brand so i would roll that money over into some mods for the engine and get your gas gas how you want it versus buying a ktm or a husqvarna especially the 23 side of things where i don't think it's a proven chassis as of yet if i was living on the east coast and soft dirt i think i would like and appreciate the 23 chassis more but the 22 chassis is a proven chassis. Yes, it does have some flex. Are you a Justin Barsha? No. We're just average dudes riding, and so I don't think you guys out there are going to feel the flex differences between the 22 and the 23. Uh, the one thing I do notice about a 22-style frame or the gas-gas frame is that it will, as it grows old with you and you're you're working about 60 to 80 hours this bike will feel a little bit more clapped out than the 23 chassis the 23 chassis on the ktm and husqvarna's are stiffer in nature and honestly they take 12 hours to break in this particular chassis takes about six hours to break in and then when it gets older it will feel a little bit looser feeling around the 80 hour mark so this is something that i have learned with 22 and older style steel frames is that when I get close up to 100 hours, the bike itself, no matter what I do to rebuild the engine, suspension, and tighten those portions of the motorcycle up, it still flexes more than a Yamaha or a Kawasaki because of the aluminum frame. So steel frames are just going to stretch easier for the long run versus an aluminum frame. Now, Will that matter in the case of you guys buying it? And, hey, Kiefer, I'm going to keep this bike four years. Will I feel that? Depending on how sensitive you are to motorcycles and adjustments is what I think you guys will be able to feel or not. If you guys are just out joyriding and you guys are riding once or twice a month, it's going to take you a long, long time to rack up 100 engine hours on a motorcycle. It's very, very difficult. Uh, take... For example, I just did a test uh, a couple weeks ago that I racked up almost eight engine hours on a motorcycle um, in six days. That That is extreme. That is a lot. I very highly doubted that you're going to rack up eight engine hours on a dirt bike in one week. So it takes a long time to get 100 hours on a motorcycle. So, And not all of our test bikes, and we ride a lot over here, not all of our test bikes actually last 100 hours. Uh, or we get to ride them 100 hours. So uh, most, I would say most of our te test bikes go back to the manufacturer around 60 hours. And that's me spreading it out between my, my test guys and myself. So uh, 60 hours is quite the norm with test bikes. And then there are other bikes that I ride personally more on my own time when I race, such as a Yamaha or KTM. And those are upwards of 100 hours per year on a motorcycle. So uh, if you guys are running running 100 hours per year, that's impressive because I know how much riding that is, and that's how much riding I do in a year um, on some motorcycles. So 
uh, holy crap, man, you guys are riding a lot, but I seriously doubt that you will. So that's just something to be noticed between frames. Uh, the newer generation frame will last a little bit longer. The older generation frame will be a little bit more clapped out feeling as it creeps up to the 100-hour mark. Um, okay, so again, the gas gas, cheaper model. Uh, for me, if I was purchasing a motorcycle and I wanted a steel frame, I would go the gas gas route. One, because I like the frame on the West Coast uh, better, just the way that it flexes and feels for comfort. And also, I love the color red. And you can really dress this thing up really nice. And I, f I feel like it looks better. And I'm a big orange guy. Orange is my favorite color. But I still think red is very sexy on a motorcycle. And we live in a land out here in the Southern California desert where there is square edge, hard pack, some loam, some softer, but not very often. And we don't get that much rain. So the chassis for me just simply works better. So if you live in an area where there's harder pack dirt, rough track, square edge, um, with some occasional intermediate terrain, soft dirt on top and hard underneath, I still think the gas gas frame is going to treat you better than the KTM or Husqvarna frames at this time. Uh, I have heard rumors that KTM will be coming out with a, with a different spec frame for the factory editions next year, but again, that's rumors. I'm not uh, confirmed on that rumor, uh, but I've heard for race team purposes that they might have to go to a different frame to make the riders more, uh, to make the riders happier in their racing come 2023. So we may see a factory edition in 2023, which we usually get around January with a different frame. So hopefully we'll see pictures of that around December. And uh, if that's the case, we'll test that. Maybe that is a friendlier chassis. Maybe that'll be better for us in the long run, um, come us average consumer guys. So uh, we will see. Uh, so again, what is the, let's just start with the chassis because what does the chassis feel like? And we'll just revisit this because there's many, many podcasts on my, sh on my, uh, show here. If you go back to the archives uh, that how much we've talked about, uh, the steel frame chassis, I personally love a steel frame. There's a lot of comfort there. I feel, uh, the ground more. And when I go testing, I try to explain to some of these engineers of what tire contact patch feels like. So if you, like, picture yourself, you're kneeling down in the dirt, and you dig your finger inside the dirt, and you have, like, a little finger rut, right? And that is your tire contact patch on a steel frame. And it's about, you know, a half inch down the dirt. And then you draw another line right next to it, but it use your finger a little bit lighter, and maybe that line is only about uh, a couple inches into the dirt. That is the difference between an aluminum frame and a steel frame. There is more... Bite more contact patch in a steel frame versus an aluminum frame. An aluminum frame can feel planted, but I always feel like I am just down in the dirt a little bit more. There's more knobby in the dirt on a steel frame. This especially goes for the Gas Gas MC450. There is a lot of traction within this frame. Yes, it does flex on heavy load on the lean angle of the tire when you're accelerating, but I don't think most of you will be able to feel that. I feel that because I'm very sensitive to frame. I've been doing a lot of uh, frame testing here recently, so I'm very conscious of that. But for the most part, what I think you guys are going to feel from this frame is comfort. That flex that I feel at times that is maybe too much, I feel like 
most of you guys will feel that in comfort and get more lean angle traction because you're not loading the frame as much as maybe I am at certain points of the of the day or at the track at Glen Helen, especially when you're always arcing your corners, you're always on the lean angle edge of your tires. And for me, most of the time, the 22, again, older chassis is better, and that's what the MC450 comes with. So straight line stability is good. Cornering is excellent. Front end tire bite is very good. And for me, overall, it has a blend of both comfort, uh, chassis stability, and then lean angle traction. This is why this this frame was such a high hit uh, for most of the media when they tested it. If you go back to most of these shootouts back in 22 and, and 21, the frame, this this frame, Husqvarna, KTM, Gas Gas did very good. Um, and that's because of comfort reasons. Uh, now, when you guys go to softer dirt, grabbier dirt, ruddier dirt, this frame may not feel as stable as an aluminum frame because aluminum frame is going to feel stiffer. So inside of ruts where there's bumps, think Loretta Lynn's, um, South Carolina, these just long, deep ruts that have bumps with you know inside of them, or think Pro Nationals. Uh, coming down the hill at Hangtown when you're trying to drive down inside these ruts, but the ruts actually have square edge and bumps inside of them, this steel frame isn't as, I guess I want to say, isn't as compliant or has as much stability as an aluminum frame because of the stiffness. It flexes more in that area. Again, high load situations. For the most of us, this frame works really good and has a lot of comfort. So I prefer this frame in most conditions, especially where I am. Some of you guys, if you guys are more aggressive riders or heavier riders, will appreciate the newer style frame of the KTM and the Husqvarna in the 23 realm. So I just think 85% of us would like this gas gas frame and the 15% that actually can ride it to a higher level um, and load the chassis and be able to feel that flex will like the 23 version better. So you guys looking for a steel frame bike, give the gas gas a chance. I feel like that is a great blend of cornering ability and straight line stability. So for me, I really appreciate it. As I've been riding this bike, I go back to it and it and it doesn't have the nice bling parts. Look, it has a cheaper looking bar, it has a cheaper looking triple clamp, it has cheaper Maxxis tires, and even though it's an ST tire, it's no good. It just doesn't work very well. I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, you can fix those things. You can buy a split clamp, a uh, factory edition split clamp, put that on there. You can get Dunlop tires and put them on there. You can get a Pro Taper bar and put them on there, and boom, you have basically a, a miniature or a red factory edition motorcycle. Uh, WP makes black split clamps that look bitchin' on the red plastic, so there are options to to make this bike a little bit better than what it comes with, and it's not that much more money. And I feel like you can do those modifications and put that on your gas gas, and it's about as much money as spending on the on the KTM. So, again, give this gas gas uh, MC450 um, a chance. I feel like it has a blend of comfort and straight line stability that uh, is really unmatched in the steel frame realm right now. Now, what does the engine feel like? So, smooth transition. You're not going to get a lot of low-end RPM response. Look, you're not going to get all this excitement like you do on a Yamaha or a Kawasaki, uh, even a Honda. But what the Gas Gas MC450 engine does do, 
it allows you to ride the bike harder. I've been saying this for a couple of years on older steel frame models with this with this motor inside of it. We're working off the older engine, right? So 23 Husqvarna and KTM have the new style engine. This is the old style engine. I think I really like this engine a little bit more um, on hard pack situations again. So the 23 engine of the KTM and Husqvarna has more low-end RPM response, which is actually too much at times in MAP2. They went from having a real smooth engine, like, hey, we got to get some more response, and they did do that in 23 and gain some low end, but it actually upsets the chassis at times. So the MC450 is very easy to ride. If you guys are worried about roll-on power or, hey, man, I don't think I need a 450cc motorcycle because I can get myself in trouble, you would be surprised of how easy this thing is to ride. Uh, I talk about 350s, and you guys should be getting 350s if you don't want to ride a 450. This 450 doesn't have that much more low end than a 350cc machine. It doesn't, it doesn't feel as light as a 350, but it doesn't feel that much heavier. So if you guys can't find a 350 gas gas right now, because I did screw up in the last podcast. I said it was the first year model. What I meant was it's the first year that I rode the gas gas, so apologies on that side. If you guys can't find a 22 or 23 MC350, the 450, and if that's available, isn't that much more bike down low. I feel like map, you know, if you're in map one, which is what this thing comes with, right, in standard form without a map switch, it's long, it's linear, it's smooth. It doesn't have a lot of low-end RPM response. It's not going to get you in trouble right away. It doesn't take a lot of strength to hold on to this bike versus a Yamaha or a Kawasaki. So if you guys are in the market for a 450-type motorcycle, this engine is probably the most friendly engine you can buy right now in 2023. I like this engine a lot. So a part of me, when I get in softer dirt, I complain. I'm like... I would love to have more low in RPM, RPM response. I would love to have more excitement down low. But then I kind of slap myself in the face and I go, here, wake up, you stupid son of a bitch, because I'm actually rolling my corners on more because I can get on the gas earlier than I can with a Yamaha or a Kawasaki. So that is a good thing. You may not feel like you're going faster, but if you check your Lit Pro, you check your stopwatch, whoever's doing your times, I can almost guarantee you you're going faster because you're rolling your corners better because this engine allows that. Uh, it, it's a weird thing. I really had, I really broke this down not too long ago. I had, uh, of course, you guys know I love riding my Yamaha YZ450F. I purchased one myself. Um, every year I try to purchase myself a motorcycle. And I've bought a Husqvarna. I have purchased a KTM. I've purchased a Yamaha. I purchased a Cowie. And this last year I purchased, purchased a Yamaha. And I love that engine, but it takes some strength to ride that engine. This thing, I have more fun on. I think I'm better on the Yamaha when I race, but when I ride the Gas Gas, as well as the KTM, I feel like I have more fun on this bike. It's, it's, it's funner to ride for me versus my Yamaha. Why? Because I, it's just friendly to ride, and it, it makes me ride aggressive because of how smooth it is. So if you hear a guy revving a, an MC450, it's because it likes being ridden similar to a smaller board motorcycles. Um, because it doesn't have a lot of that front side low-end feel. It's, it's super connected and super linear, and 
It, it forces you to get on the gas earlier and ride in the upper RPM range. So that is a good thing. And that teaches you to ride at a different level, I feel like. So if you guys want to advance your riding, this motorcycle almost allows that to make it easier for you, especially through the corners. I've noticed my cornering is so much better on MC450 because I can stand up longer. The rider triangle allows that to me. Um, and I can just start my lean a little bit earlier because of the engine character and that steel frame. So, granted, maybe not as much excitement, the seat of your pants, like, ooh, wow, that's just really fun, yak, 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 that kind of engine, because it's more like, whoop, versus whop, whop. Um, there's some advantages to that. And I think us vet riders that are not strong for 20 minutes in a moto, that maybe can last 10 minutes, uh, this MC450 linear power is more catered to that kind of guy. Mid-range to top is where this thing shines. Uh, second and third gear. Uh, second is very long. Third gear is very long. Um, no, you will not be able to lug this motorcycle in third gear, unlike a, a Yamaha. This thing does like to be ridden in second gear and corners, so don't be scared to, to downshift to second and use that gear. I am a 1349 gearing guy. You can try a 1453 if you want to maybe help the chassis out a little bit. If you ride faster type tracks, going to a 1453 will help you go in third gear more and help the chassis settle a little bit just from where the chain tension lies. That gearing really helps the loading of the shock and help with less binding under acceleration. But for me, 1349 gearing is is quite okay for a lot of these tracks that we have here in Southern California. So I would assume that would be okay for you guys where most of you guys are. But don't forget, second gear, downshift to second gear. It's hard for us vet guys to do that because we like third gear so much. But just go downshift one time before the corner and allow that power to get you around the rut or the corner in a, in a quicker manner. Um, if you guys do want a little bit more low in response, <coughs> excuse me, Jamie at Twisted Development does sell <clears throat> an exhaust flange. If you take your, your MC450 head pipe off, you have the exhaust flange, those two bolts. You take that off. You will look at it, and it's not, it doesn't match the ports of the head quite like Jamie's. So Jamie's matches the port of the head with his exhaust flange, and it just helps with flow, um, less turbulence, you know, coming out of that um, cylinder head. So for me, what that did, it gave me some of that RPM response back and connectivity to the rear wheel. I think this exhaust flange is like 200, 250 bucks. I'm not quite sure, but Twisted Development sells it and it really does help connectivity. If you do nothing else, you don't get a muffler system, you don't do this, you just get this exhaust flange, it will help RPM response and give you a little bit more excitement. So if you are annoyed and you're like, Kiefer, dude, I don't care what you say. I need more excitement from this thing. Look to that exhaust flange because that will actually help you um, get some of that RPM response back. And you won't lose any top end. It just, there's actually no negative to this exhaust flange. It just gives you a little bit more touch down low. So if you guys want that. Um, with this engine comes vibration. So <laughs> I thought it was the chassis. Um, but I've weeded that out here recently. So for me, um, I feel like just this engine itself, for whatever reason, vibrates more than a Japanese engine. 
Um, I've complained about vibration a lot on these bikes. If you guys are not sensitive to that fact, uh, I apologize, but I'm very sensitive to vibration. And I feel most of that vibration through the handlebars. You can remedy some of that by going to a Pro Taper bar or a Fastco uh, Flex bar. That will help vibration through your hands. I do not like lock-on grips. They come with lock-on grips. If you guys can get a different throttle tube, you guys can buy um, a Motion Pro plastic throttle tube. But if you guys want to spend a little bit of money and have a really nice alum aluminum throttle tube, look up ZRT Throttle. Um, he's based out of Massachusetts. It's a bearing type aluminum throttle. It's very, very strong. Um, I, I couldn't tell you what Tom does as far as how he makes it so buttery smooth. But man, if you guys own some guns, just basically get some of your old gun lube. I know my buddy Matt Suravog did this to mine when he was working on my bikes. And he just Use some of that gun lube on that bearing, on that throttle, and it makes your throttle so buttery smooth, and it gets rid of some of that vibration. I don't know why an aluminum throttle tube has less vibration than this plastic piece of shit lock-on thing that they come with, but it does. The combination with the Pro Taper bar and this tube, there'll be less vibration through your hands, but it's still more than a Japanese bike, and I think it's within the engine. I have ridden a KTM with a balanced crank and it was way better. So maybe it's inside the crank. I do not know. But if you're coming off of a Japanese bike onto a gas gas MC450, you will notice more vibration through your feet and your hands. That's just something you have to live with. And you, you end up getting used to it, honestly. Like when I ride this bike for two to three days in a row, I just kind of forget about it and it's just normal. And then I get back onto a Japanese bike. I'm like, oh shit, wow, there's a lot less vibration. But don't freak out. There's nothing falling apart on your bike. It's just there is more vibration coming with this MC450. And with this cheaper bar, and I couldn't tell you exactly who makes this bar that comes stock on it, it, it amplifies that. So do yourself a favor. Get some bars right away and a, and a non-lock-on style grip. Get some glue grips. Go old school. I'm a big Renthal half waffle soft or medium guy. Uh, you can pick whatever you want. And uh, get a throttle tube because you're going to need one, and uh, that'll help you out a lot. Hey, guys and gals, sorry to interrupt this show, but we're going to take a quick break listening to these commercials because they will save you some money. There's some discount codes within these commercials. It'll help you out a lot. It's about eight minutes of your life, so just chill back, relax, get some discount codes, save yourself some money, and be right back with the show. ScreenPrintingDone.com. My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com. This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. You guys are looking for some great oil. The Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, 
Heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here, 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. But yet, I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com. They have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not Saved by the Bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. Hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive 
and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today. Find your Yamaha YZ and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate. And uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. We are back with the show. Thank you for hanging tight. Thanks for writing those discount codes down. And thanks for saving yourself money. Back with 2023 GGMC450. Moving on the suspension side of things, here is, uh, if you get your pin out right now, I can give you a baseline setting. This baseline setting will work for anyone around 170 pounds to about 195. So you're in that realm, your two bills to 170, this will work for you. Go, and again, six hours is a nice break in time for your suspension. The AER fork, the WP stuff takes some time. <coughs> Excuse me. And for whatever reason, I do not know why WP does take that long. You go to a KYB or Showa, you're good in two hours. But this has been the case for quite some time. So. 10.9 bar in the fork. Don't forget, you guys have to bleed your fork still. There is some Torx bits within on top of the fork cap that you loosen up and bleed each chamber. So, yes, and it is an air fork. It doesn't matter if you put 10.9 bar in and then bleed that Torx bit after. It doesn't matter which way you guys do that. Either way works. 10.9 bar. Compression 11 out, rebound 10 out. And some of you guys email me and say, Chris, when you say out, what does that mean? Yes, that's from all the way hard turned in and then backing it out 11 clicks. 
So compression, 11 out, rebound, 10 out. That'll give you a nice, comfortable, balanced feeling in your fork. I leave that fork height at 5 millimeters. Usually, I run that at the first line on the fork. So if you guys have your fork and you're looking at it, it's at the first line. Sure, you can try line two, but for me, it sacrifices some stability. I like to push that fork down a little bit. Because this bike already has pretty good cornering character, I just like to calm that chassis down while I'm entering corner. So line one is where I'm at, or five millimeters. So take your pick. Sag 103. I'm a little higher up on this older chassis, and I'll explain why here in a minute. And low speed compression, I am at 10 out. High speed compression, I'm at 1.25 turns out. And rebound, anywhere between 9 to 11 out is where I'm at. That'll give you um, a, a little bit more of a dead feeling shock, and that'll kind of calm that thing down. <clears throat> um, so for me, with this shock, as you guys know, if you listen to some of my older podcasts and this chassis, this chassis always makes you feel ass in low on acceleration. I always felt like I'm just low to the ground when I'm accelerating, no matter what I did. I've ran my, my rebound to 98 mil. I'm sorry. I ran my sag at 98 millimeters, and I still felt low on acceleration. So I've done a lot of suspension testing with a lot of different companies, and one of the mods that actually really do work, and you guys do notice this, and, you, and it's annoying, and it's bothering you on acceleration, and you feel harshness. You feel like your bike's unbalanced, like you're always low, and your front end feels high on acceleration, and you don't like that feeling. There is a one millimeter longer shock shaft that Mark over at REP AEO Suspension has that makes the bike feel way more balanced, and I feel like I have better comfort coming out of corners on acceleration chop. It's huge for me. So AEO, REP, they have great settings for WP stuff. They're, they're known for that. And he does have a custom shock shaft that he can put in that shock and just raise that up one millimeter. And then you can go back to a 105 sag reading, but your bike is just way more balanced everywhere around the track, especially off-throttle. Uh, I don't get as much pitching off-throttle because now I'm so low in acceleration that the transfer of weight, and I'm six foot, I have a lot of leverage, it forces that, that fork down, and I'm just getting a lot of teeter-tottering movement with this gas gas chassis the 23 chassis the newer style chassis doesn't do it as much but i have gone to a one millimeter longer shock shaft on my ktm and it's still much better so that is an option for you guys out there that want to spend a little bit of money and yes sorry to say it does cost some money but if you're looking for the best feeling that for me is a great mod to get rid of some of that pitching and that ass in low feeling and then gaining comfort it actually does help on area one of corner for me on bite, front end bite. So there's a lot of pluses to go into that one millimeter longer shock shaft. But again, that stock, that stock baseline setting will give you the medium style comfort is what I like to call it. It's not a supersized comfort like the shock shaft, but it's like going to uh, in and out and you're getting a double-double and you got a medium Coke and you got a stock fry. That's basically what this baseline setting is. If you want animal fry, animal style fries, and uh, you know a little bit of extra uh, spread on your double double, that is what this one millimeter longer shock shaft will give you. I must be hungry because I just used that as an analogy. Wow, that's amazing. Um, again, we talked about the chassis already. 
Uh, straight line stability is nice. You get a little bit more vibration, but it has a blend of comfort and straight line stability. Uh, torque settings for me, just be careful with your couple things to be to be careful for on this bike. I noticed I already lost a engine hanger bolt because it vibrated out. So even though I do torque my engine hanger bolts to stock torque, these things will back out over time. Use blue Loctite, put them on there, and just check your bolts because bolts will back out on a gas gas because of vibration. Also, check your spokes right after break-in. They will loosen up on these wheels. They're horrible. KTM has been known to having horrible spokes. Uh, gas gas is no different. You will lose or break the spoke right next to the rim lock, so be conscious of that. Get yourself a Fast Company um, spoke torque wrench. It's amazing. It's set. You get it. Blam, blam, blam. Go around the wheel. It's already preset, and all your torque settings are right there. And for me, it's it's been a huge help to keep my spokes intact on this gas gas. Um, uh, things that you guys can do uh, for modifications for this thing. I will rip down the things that I have done to my bike that has made this bike very fun for me to ride. Again, Pro Taper Bar, a ZRT throttle, um, the exhaust flange. I like an FMF. I just recently tried a Pro Circuit and a Yoshimira on this bike. FMF seems to have got the power that I like. So I just wrote a thing for FC350 on my website about slip-on or not slip-on. If you guys want to keep the most bottom end available to you, just get a slip-on. It's cheaper, obviously, that's a plus, but also you will re retain as much bottom end as you can, and you will still lose a little bit with a slip-on because a stock muffler is best for having bottom end feel. But if you want more mid-range, more connectivity to the rear wheel, and a little bit more top end, the FMF 4.1 slip-on is the best muffler system for this bike. The Pro Circuit slip-on takes more bottom end away, gives you some mid-range, but not as much top. The Yoshimira also takes some bottom end away, feels like the Pro Circuit in the mid-range, but a little bit more top end. But overall, the 4.1 muffler system FMF is the best for this gas gas. And I have ran the insert in and the insert out. I've gone back and forth at times. For me, I am leaving the insert in with this gas gas at this time because it does give me a little bit more connection out of corners without revving out making the rpms come up too quick with the insert out i'll get more excitement down low but it seems like it goes through the power a little bit quicker than i like so i leave the insert in up to you guys what you guys want to do uh yes i do leave the screen in i have cut the screen out and put the insert back in you can do that um, and that helps as well. It does have a little bit different of a pitch. It sounds better with the screen in. So just giving you guys some facts here. Take those Maxxis tires off. Do yourself a favor. They will chunk. And, and man, I, it's tough for me to be honest with these shows sometimes because it sounds like I'm just harsh. But it, there are some things that are just facts. And this is one of them. Maxxis doesn't make a horrible tire. But it's not a great tire. Uh, for me, I would much rather have a Dunlop, Bridgestone, a Pirelli tire versus a Maxxis, and because of consistency. The Maxxis isn't consistent over a long period of time at a track. Unless it's super soft dirt and you have max amount of traction, then yes, keep the Maxxis on because it doesn't matter. You have massive amounts of traction. Well, we don't have that liberty here in the West Coast side of things because there's not a lot of traction at times. So 
I want consistency. And what the Dunlop MX3S front and the 33 rear does do for me, it gives me consistency. Has better bump absorption. So if you guys are fighting the front end and you're like, before you email me, say, hey, man, I tried your settings, uh, having front end bite issues. Have you changed your tires? No. Change your tires. It's, it's a huge thing. Before you email me and say, I can't turn, what do you got for tires? And then what's your air pressure? 3S front needs 13.5 PSI. A 33 rear needs 12.5. And then also, what tubes are you running? Run some good tubes. You don't need heavy-duty, thick-ass tubes. A nice Bridgestone motocross tube or a Dunlop motocross tube is just fine if you're motoing. Sure, if you're off-road guy, you can run heavy-duty tubes, but unsprung weight does affect the bike's cornering ability. Just giving you guys facts. I have run bib mooses in the rear. I do not run them in the front, but if you're looking for a more of a dead-feeling rear end, run a bib moose. It does feel a little bit heavier, and it will stick to the ground a little bit better than a tube. A tube has more of a lively feel, if you can imagine that. So when I go back and forth between bibs and tubes, the tube actually has a little bit more spring to it, and the moose bib has a deader, more sticky rear tire feel. So depending on how you like to ride, uh, if I'm on a faster type track with square edge, I like a bib because my rear end just sucks to the ground more. And if I have a little bit more traction and the track is ruddier, I like a tube feeling because it gives me more of a lightweight, poppy feel. Just some extracurricular facts for you guys right there. Um, again, you can go to factory edition clamps, split clamps. They do work. Or you can go to ride engineering split clamps because they have those as well. Uh, I did try the new 23.5 clamps for the newer KTMs and Husqvarna chassis. That is amazing. That is something that I I'm going to put on my bike. A little bit longer of a, of a motorcycle helps that new chassis, so 23.5s. And again, just go over your bolts, check your bolts, put some blue Loctite on it, grease your head bearings and your linkage. Uh, I took this bike apart before I started riding it, and there wasn't a lot of grease in that head. The linkage actually had a pretty good amount of grease, but the head was, was no bueno. Um, so just be conscious of that. Uh, brakes are amazing. Trust me. Uh, it's hard to beat. KTM Husqvarna gas gas brakes. I mean, I liked it so much. I put a Brembo system on my Yamaha. You can go on my website and check that out and learn how I did that. Uh, hydraulic clutch. Ah, still not a huge fan of it. Yes, it does last over the course of moto of a longer moto, so that is a plus. But uh, still, the on off feeling is just tough for me to get used to. Uh, tough for me to do starts. I do uh, have a new uh, test that I'm doing. It's called. I think it's called Slipshot, and it's uh, basically a, a a system that goes on your hydraulic clutch that helps you with clutch delivery. We're going to be doing a test on that. So um, it's called Slipshot. Uh, look on my website here pretty soon. We're going to do a test. Um, and then next year, just for you guys wanting to know, we're going to do more videos on my site too. I know we cover a lot of videos on the Racer X side, and I do this show, but we don't do a lot of videos on keyforinktesting.com. So in 23, we're going to do more video side. We're going to put it up on my YouTube because I do have a YouTube. You can subscribe to it now and get ready. There's not a lot in that YouTube channel right now, so don't be looking for stuff that's in there because there's, it's quite old and there's not a lot there. But um, I try to cover the basis with RacerX on the video side. So if you're looking for more video-based stuff, 
and you're not familiar with RacerX, go to that, and then that's where most of the bike test and video form are. Here on keferinktesting.com, it's more old school where we do articles as well as the show. And then Pulp MX, too, we have some articles as well, as well as the show over there. So we try to cover three different styles um, of, of like content on this side of things. So <laughs> I'm a little bit busy doing all the stuff, but we're going to try to cover more of that on keferinktesting.com because I know some of you guys would rather have the video. Um, as far as the show goes... People ask me, hey, Kiefer, why don't you have your show on video, like on YouTube? It's just, I feel like there's not a lot of action in the studio, so like I'm more of a technical-based podcast um, about settings and what the bike does and feeling, and for me, I don't think any of you guys want to see my face and just sit here and talk to myself about motorcycles. It seems kind of lame. Now, if I had some chicks in here or Heather or something that would be more fun, I think that would be cool. Maybe Coffee with the Kiefer's on YouTube would be funny, but... Uh, yeah, my stuff. I just don't think it's it's would be a very good uh, <laughs> a YouTube views just to have me talking about dirt bikes. So um, basically, that's the MC450, very viable option for you guys. So they are available right now at your local dealer. You can go check that out. If you have any questions about this bike, you can always hit me up, Chris at KieferInkTesting.com. Uh, if you need some more advice, some settings. Um, some modifications, some tips. Um, one thing I guess I didn't talk about was the ECU. So, again, no map switch on this, so they come with a map one setting. Uh, if you guys are looking for some more power, it's hard to beat a Vortex ECU. I, I preach to that all the time. I know some of you guys are probably overhearing about it, but, man, it really does make a difference on a motorcycle. Let's say you do not get a muffler, and it's just like, I have a 1000 bucks, Kiefer. Where should I spend it? You should spend it on ECU. Forget the exhaust flange. Forget the muffler. Yes, a Vortex ECU mapped by Chad at XPR or Jamie at Twisted Development is a huge freaking gain for this motorcycle. And you want excitement. You want to possibly run third gear in corners. You want more top end. You just want more meat out of this gas gas. A Vortex ECU will do that. Do you need to run uh, race gas? No, you don't. You don't have to. They can map it for pump gas. Should you? Yes. If I'm spending $1,000 on ECU, I still at least am going to run T4, VP T4 fuel. That is some of the best fuel. It's a pump replacement fuel. You'll get a little bit more horsepower, some more low-end front side, and your bike will run a little bit cleaner. So here in California, and I'm sure all over the world it's different, but here in California our fuel sucks. I ran some fuel back east here recently, and it was much better. So you guys back east are, uh, <laughs> you're better off. I'm jealous. You guys have better dirt. You have better fuel. Um, your governor is probably not as big of an asshole as ours is. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you guys have a little bit more of a luxury. So, yeah, you West Coast guys that are looking for an ECU, maybe run T4. East Coast guys, you're getting an ECU. You can run pump fuel, and you'll still get a lot out of it. So, Again, all of this stuff costs money, but I give you options, and it's not something you have to do. This gas gas in stock form is fun to ride. It's linear. Um, it's comfortable. Um, my buddy Eddie Larrett, he has a FC 350. He always he always threatens, like, this is the bike I want to race, MC 450. Um, so even him, he's not in the best shape, and he prefers a 450. Granted, he's 220 pounds, but... Um, I think most of you guys can handle a 450 
if you're going to buy a 350 power because it's not that much more. So FYI. All right, this wraps up uh, this week's show. If you guys have any questions, again, you know the email. Thank you for joining me. Thank you for actually uh, supporting my advertiser. That means a lot. If you're new to this show, how we work that is uh, I do not put advertisements on my website. Again, only banner ad is the Rocky Mountain ad, and that takes you to Rocky Mountain to buy purchasing whatever you guys want to purchase. Uh, when I left Dirt Rider, I wanted to tell the truth. I didn't want the edit side being confused with the sales side of things. So the advertisers that I take money for uh, are things that I would purchase myself. Um, I've been approached many, many times on things that uh, people wanted to pay me for, and I refused it. So, yes, we could be richer over here. Heather could be well off. She probably could quit her job, but we don't do that because it keeps the integrity. It lets you guys know that the people actually that advertise with us, it's really good shit. And if you guys have any questions about that, I mean, good, bad, whatever, always hit me up. My door is open. That's what we do here at KeferInkTesting.com. You see me at the track, come talk to me. Um, I'm happy to help you guys. That's what I'm built for. That's why we have this podcast. That's why we have the website. It's why I'm available to you guys. It's it's not a normal thing in our media world to be able to be have access to questions getting answered. Um, usually the media world will put out the content. That's what you have and that's what you're stuck with. Uh, we pride ourselves on getting back to you via email or talking to you at the track. And we're just down-to-earth dudes that like to ride dirt bikes. And we're here to help you guys because God knows I'm a big mountain bike guy. I love riding mountain bikes, but I know dog shit about them. I know nothing about them. So to have someone that knows a lot about mountain bikes that feeds me the information is huge for me. So that's what I try to do to bring you into the off-road world is to try to answer your questions, to save you money, and point you in the right direction. So hopefully we can do that. How to, how you guys can uh, repay me is basically just purchase products through my advertiser that helps, and then also spread the word. Um, if you guys have guys that like to ride and, you know, they don't have a right direction on certain things, point them in our direction, let us help them, and that helps us out as well and gets our brand growing. That's what we want to do over here. So thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with more, some vet training um, aspects, as well as uh, Heather's claiming that she has a coffee with the Kiefer's um, rundown. I haven't seen it yet. been claiming this for a while, but she really wants to redo that uh, podcast again, so we may be doing that. So check that out. And as well, if you uh, see me at the track, come by and say hi. And uh, we'll help you out. Vet Nationals are coming. Steve, Darkside, big battle coming up. So that will be fun. And um, we'll see you guys soon. Be kind. Stay safe. Stay on two wheels. See you later.